This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. We're going to stop ranting for a little while. And we're going to look ahead and we're going to see you know, exactly where the Saints are and, and where they have to go. First things first, let's reset the NFC South. In particular. particular. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So one thing that's very clear is that this is going to be another season where who wants it? Who wants it? Because right now, no one seems to want it. Um, the Bucks had a chance to kind of take command there last this week, and they lost to the Falcons and looked bad doing it at home. 16 to 13. You know, you talk about bad offense, right? The Saints are not the only team with an anemic offense right now. There's a lot of NFL teams with anemic offenses. The Panthers didn't play this week, but they only scored like they didn't score that many fewer points than they would have if they had played. <laughs> they're all <laughs> with six. Uh, the Saints are three and four. The Bucks are three and three. They're the only team, you know, so the Bucks have already had their bye. So they have a lot. They have a long way to go with no bye. And so, yeah, Falcons are four and three. They're in front of the division. They're the only winning team in the division right now. And I think that was the best case scenario for the Saints just because the Saints have already lost to the Bucs. Right. And you want them to accrue as many losses as possible. The Saints have two games in hand against the Falcons. So, you exactly. know, you always want to err on the side of controlling your own destiny. Who knows? I, I mean, who, why would you assume that the Saints are going to beat the Falcons? But, you know, that's, that is the best case scenario that the Bucs lose to the Falcons so that you can go and beat the Falcons twice. And you still theoretically... Like if the Bucks were two games ahead of you and then you beat them, you would still only, you know what I mean? So I think for, for, for the purposes of where they are, even though they've lost two in a row, they're still a half or a game out of first. Yeah, for a while it looked like, wow, this this Falcons-Bucks game really could end up in a tie, but in the end the Falcons pulled it out. Um, really, the the Bucks 
really don't look impressive in anything. And it's amazing that they were able to come into New Orleans and really on both sides push push the Saints around. That was that was definitely uh, one of those performances that I, I couldn't fathom. Yeah, well, I mean, you know who else hasn't looked perform- uh, impressive is the Saints. Um, but, you, I mean, you look around, like look at the NFC in particular. So you have the Cowboys at four and two. Like, and, and I think we've said this is there's only like three dominant teams in the NFL right now. The rest are all mid to upper mid to lower mid to bad. The Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC are those two teams. On the AFC side, the Chiefs, and maybe you could make an argument for somebody else. But right now, I don't really care about the AFC. I'm more, more, more looking at the NFC. I would have said the Lions until they went out and got destroyed by the Ravens. And so I think that, you know... You start right, to question them a little bit. It wasn't even like, yeah, like you said, a close game. They were just from the from the beginning to the end, they just got mopped up. They got annihilated. And the Lamar Ravens are Jack- another one of those yeah, weird Jack- teams. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs had a good game, so that at least justified my fantasy pick. But yeah, so I mean, I think the Lions are probably right outside that group right now. And I think that that game kind of showed you how and you know that that they still have a little ways to go before you can reliably say, like, yeah, they're in a they're a Super Bowl game. arrived. But you know they're they're definitely a playoff team, especially when you look at the state of the NFC North. Uh, and I think that's kind of like yeah, they're five and one. But look at their division: Vikings two and four, Packers two and four, Bears two and five. So, you know, like they're gonna they're gonna waltz into the playoffs. And so it's a mat for them. It's a matter of being at the top end, like being peaking at the right time. But you know, so Seahawks four and two, eh. Rams three and four, eh. Cardinals one and six. They're in the bad category, right? Uh, we talked about the rest of the NFC North. I don't think any of them are going to be really a content, really a, in the conversation for a wild card, unless one of maybe the Vikings kind of turn things around. And then you have, you know, like when you look at the NFC North, the NFC South looks dominating, right? <laughs> the Bucks are three and three, three and four. So I mean, realistically speaking, everything is in front of them in terms of the Saints. And I know that's so annoying, and I hate the fact that I just said that out loud, but. <sighs> It, that's what that's what's made made last year so frustrating. That's what's going to make this year so frustrating. If you can't get things sorted out, is there's nothing stopping you. It's not a mountain in front of you. It's like it's like a step ladder, and all you got to do is like not kick yourself in the face as you're trying to step on top of it. And right now, <laughs> that's what they've done. No, and like you were saying, it's there's still so much in front of you, and even this week. The Saints, they'll, they'll wrap up. This will be the last time they play an AFC opponent from here on out. Then, you know, you get into the real nitty-gritty of all NFC teams, heavy duty more into NFC South opponents. So, yeah, there's there's a, far from anything has been decided yet. Yeah, their last nine games are against NFC teams. So they're one and two in the NFC right now. They beat the Panthers. They lost to the Bucks and the, excuse me, and the Packers. So, yes, in the sense that, you know, best case scenario is you get things sorted out. And so just like last year, you win a good number of games down the stretch of the season. And those will be NFC games, which will help you in terms of tiebreakers, divisional. You know, you still have five division games left. I'm sorry. Yeah, five division games left. No, no I'm sorry. Four. You have one against the Panthers, one against the Bucks, two against the Falcons. Um, right. And so like you're one and one in the division. You're still right there. And you should feel like you have a good chance to, to move forward. You just got to win some freaking games. But and, and you look at like you, you want to say the Saints are alone. Saints are not alone in having really awkward questions as it pertains to a team that you feel like should be better than it is. The Bills are four and three. They should be three and four. And they just lost to that team that the Saints blew out 34 to nothing. 
Like they lost to the Patriots. They was on the road, but still, did that Patriots team look like it was ready to beat anybody three weeks ago? No. So, you know, that's that's not endearing to them. They also should have lost to the Giants with Tyrod Taylor. They had to survive right. by the skin of their teeth and an uncalled penalty with the Giants at the one yard line trying to go ahead for a game tie a game winning score. Um, so yeah, that's not what you want to do. The the Chargers, another team that inexplicably will not talk about its head coach, uh, despite how ha- they have the quarterback. They have Justin Herbert, and they still can't get out of their own way. They're two and four. The Broncos, two and five, you know, that's the Saints are probably, probably kind of bummed that they actually won this week. You know, the NFC AFC North is interesting. I think the Steelers are a, a complete fraud at four and two. They they are negative twenty-four in a point differential. Ugh. They're four and two. Somehow, in the two games they've lost, they have been they have allowed more points than like the games they won. The four games they won. Like the difference. It, how does that happen? Anyway. Uh someone asked the Vikings. But yeah. So I mean, there's not a lot of good teams in the NFL right now. And so if you're looking for a silver lining in terms of like it's a race to get better. It's all people say that and it's true. It's a race to get better. And the Saints should feel like they have a good chance to do that, right? Like you just gotta get out of your own way and and play decent football. And hopefully they can do that. But the, let's the, a, the AFC South has been a, a pain in the ass this year. Um and we just have the Colts left to deal with, but man, n- none of the games, Titans, Texans, Jaguars were, were easy at all. No, and the Titans are bad, which, you know, now in hindsight, it's like, man, that, that 16 to 15 win or whatever it was looks a little less uh, encouraging it, it, with the benefit of hindsight. But, you know, so let's look at the, the remaining games, right? So there's 10 games left. The Saints are three and four. The, ra- the, the, the number that you have to get to, to, I think, get into the playoffs without, you know, heartburn and waiting and hoping that teams help you out is 10. I think if you get to 10 wins, then you can sit there and, and be comfortable. Probably nine wins, if we're being honest. But you know, we, we saw what happened at 9-8 and eight a few years ago. If you leave yourself at 9-8, and eight, then you deserve what happens. <laughs> Whatever happens to you, you earned it. Um, right, double digits you should be in. Yeah, 10, 10 wins, I think you know something crazy would have to happen, especially with the extra wild card. It was a little harder a few years back when you only had two wild cards. Now with three, there's only so many wins to get. To get. So you should be able to get in. So how to get how do you get there from here? Well, you would have to go seven and three the rest of the way. And that sounds daunting. Yes, it does. Um, and and it, that's the one thing about playing on Thursday. When you win, that 10 days off feels great. When you lose, <laughs> that's a long time to stew on some bad football, to chew on yeah. that, to, to, on that gristle that's not going to go down no matter how hard you try. You know, you just got to feed it to the dog and move on to the rest of the steak. Anyway. That analogy is weird, but I think it works. Um, so, so how do you get there? How do you get to ten wins? Well, you got to win. You know, you, you got you got very winnable games coming up, and you got a bye week in week eleven. You got three weeks and then a bye. So you're three and four. I think I think you got to win all three. Personally, I think you could survive at with two and one. One and two is absolutely unacceptable. So yeah, you know, can't I, do it. I think you you should go three and three in these matchups with the with the Vikings being kind of a wild card in terms of the Saints have always kind of struggled against the Vikings since Kirk Cousins has been there. Justin Jefferson theoretically could be back. That would oh, be the really? first game. Yeah, he's on IR, but that would be week the fifth week out. So he could theoretically be back for that game. I don't know if he will, but it's hard to gauge right now. And even if he does get back, that would be his first game back, probably on a pitch count of some kind. Uh, so, I mean, either way, the Vikings are not good. So 
you're going to face the Colts, Gardner Minshew, a guy that I think the Saints feel pretty confident against. He, he like every time the Saints face him, it seems like the week before he dominated, and then they show up and he just can't do anything. Uh, like the Saints yeah. have probably single handedly he got a good him. game out the system before the Saints. Well, I think the Saints have single handedly been the reason that he has not gotten a starting job. <laughs> like Minshew Mania has been squashed. Well, you know, I think I like Bobby calls him Uncle Rico, and I feel like that's pretty solid uh, in terms of like I can throw a ball over the mountains. But you know, like like in 2019, he was the talk of the town. Everyone loved him, and then they showed up in Jacksonville and won 13 to six with Teddy Bridgewater, and he looked <laughs> terrible. And then it was just like you know what, he's probably not the guy. And they move on. They eventually get Trevor Lawrence, and the rest, you know, it, it is what it is. Go to 2022. And he goes out there and fills in for Jalen Hurts and, you know, is blowing it up, you know, against the Cowboys. I think they lost that game like 38 to 33, something like that. But but he was on fire. And then the Saints show up the next week and win Not 20 so to 10 in Philly with Andy Dalton, a quarterback, in a game that they kind of wanted to win because it would have clinched the division had they won. And instead, they had to go out the next week and try to win again. And so you couldn't rest anybody. Um, and, and, you know, then everyone's like, oh, wait, yeah, that's the Gardner Minshew. We know the one that the Saints play. Um, and so, yeah, they hope they should be able to do that again. Right. Sometimes you just, you just match up well against a certain quarterback. It's the inverse of Lamar Jackson, where like some teams just cannot handle him. And I think, you know, the, the Lions figured that out this week. Um, but you should be able to win that game. Right. Hopefully Lattimore can get another pick six. Hopefully. Um, then you had the Bears. Tyson Bagent, man, come on, come I, on. I mean, like he looked good against the. Ra- I, I actually don't know. I'm making that up. I didn't watch the game against the Raiders, but they did blow out the Raiders, so he, he couldn't have played terribly in terms of, you know, if he's doing what Brock Purdy is doing for the 49ers, which is, you know, not getting in the way of success, then that's good for a rookie, right? So I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time watching Tyson Bagent until he's the guy on the docket. Um, <laughs> But either way, Bears are bad. Backup quarterback. The guy I was worried about was Justin Fields because I think yeah, the Saints absolutely. would have had a lot of problems with Justin Fields. <laughs> and like, I'm sure Tyson Bajan is is playing fine. You can't lose to Tyson Bajan. You can't. So you got to win that game. Then the then the Vikings. I'd like to think you could go up to Minnesota and win that game. If you win those first two games and you lose in Minnesota, I can live with it. But that is the minimum. You got to go two and one, ideally three and zero. And if you can do that, you go into the bye and you look at the back end of it. And so, you know, you looked at seven and three to get to ten wins. Now you just need four and three over your final seven games, and that feels doable. So I think that what they do over this next stretch of games is massive. It is massive. And if you can't win these games against backups, just pack it in. I was going to say, yeah, if you can't beat Minshew or uh, the kid from in Chicago, forget it. Tyson Bajant from Shepard. Bajant. Saw him at the Senior Bowl. Aha, another, another product from the Senior Bowl in the NFL. Yeah, made in Mobile. Um, but yeah, so well, then the you come out. You come uh, out what of you the call? Ronald Curry should know him well. Yeah, he should. That's true. That's point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and so then, so if you can win those three games, which, I, I mean, that's a pretty big ask considering what we have watched the last two weeks, but if you can win those three games, then you come out of that and you can afford three losses the rest of the way. And so where are those losses, right? So despite what I said about the Lions, I think the Lions are still good. I don't know how top-end good they are in terms of how they would match up against the Eagles and the 49ers, 
but I think that they are going to be a team that beats up on some of the bottom feeders. And right now the saints feel like something of a bottom feeder. Uh, and they're like the saints are the team that should beat the bad teams. And the lions are the team that should beat the, the teams that beat the bad teams. Does that make sense? The, the lines in the trenches are scary, offense and defensive line. They can run the ball. Yeah, they didn't have David Montgomery this week, and I think that's a big part of why they were unable to sustain offense, but it, the, the offense was only part of the problem. Right. Because um, they couldn't stop Lamar ever. But So I can bake in a loss to the Lions and feel okay about it. I can bake in a loss to the Rams on Thursday night football in LA and call that a schedule loss. Now, it's not, not because I think the Rams are fantastic, although they are, I think they're playing better than a lot of people expected given the state of their roster. Uh, Puka Nakua is apparently the truth. I don't know. Like Matt Stafford is the kingmaker for wide receivers. But, well, you know, uh, well, Stafford's, I'm surprisingly not having that great of a season. I, I, I'd be lying if I told you I followed the Rams that closely, but they're <laughs> three and four. And I think that's going to be a really tough game for the Saints to go out west and win on a short week. So, Plus it's the damn Rams. Yeah, and, and the Rams always play the Saints tough, except for last year. But obviously Stafford got hurt midway through that game. And once that happened, it was over. But so I'm willing to bake that in as a loss and say that's just a schedule loss. And so that's your second one. And well, then I'd say probably me. and then I'd say probably at the Falcons is going to be a tough one to win. Although you are coming out of the bye and getting right. that game. So if you tell me they lose one of the games to the Falcons. Then I think like that's your that can be your third loss, and I feel okay about it. It's tough to sweep the division, you know. The Falcons are not a bad team. Saints should feel like they match up pretty well against them. They 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 should be able to stop the run. Hopefully, B. John Robinson just keeps having headaches, and that's mean. I shouldn't say that. That's what happened this week. He apparently had headaches, and that's why he wasn't like ever touching the ball. But they won. So I guess they can't be too mad about it. He's not on my fantasy team, so I could care less about him. Yeah, everyone was (laughs) mad about that. It's a hundred, like, it's such a stupid, like, like, well, why did the team tell the fans? Like, why would, why would the team tell the fans? Right. What is that? Why would that benefit them? So that the other team knew? No, you, you have, there's very few advantages in terms of guys getting hurt or not being able to compete at the last second. And it's not that the, you let the other team know. (laughs) So it's just like people in fantasy football were like, well, screw you. Uh, I spent a first round pick on B. John Robinson and got one carry for two yards. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you want to bake in one of those losses and say like, okay, that means that you would need to beat the Falcons once. Beat you got to be start cooking up some W's. Yeah, beat the Bucs in, in Raymond James, which you might say, well, it's a road game. Wouldn't you feel better about the home game? No, I actually think the Saints play better at Raymond James than they play in New Orleans. Why? I don't know. But even last year, they, they should have won that game. They, they were playing terribly last year, but they still should have won that game. Uh, they won 38 to three. You know, they won nine to nothing. Like this team, for whatever reason, loves going to Tampa and playing. They're going to Florida. If they played more games in Florida, if they played Jacksonville and Florida, they would have blown them out. We're, we're a, a Florida team. Apparently, every time they go to Florida, they win. Oh, except, I mean, they should have won last year. They, they didn't win in Tampa last year, but that, that would be out. We don't need to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, so win against the Bucks on the road. You host the Giants, a team that seems like they're starting to figure it out. But I'd like to think you can beat that team. I still uh, have nightmares from Saquon's last game in the Dome. Right. That's that's the only reason. But that team, you know, it's funny. Uh, you can make a very valid argument that they should stay with Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Absolutely. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But they won't. For the same reason, the Saints aren't going to give up on Derek Carr. Isn't that crazy, right? And maybe, maybe Derek like kind of knew that, and he's like, "Shit, I can't, I can't sit down with that shoulder issue. I have to play." I don't know. But so there's the Giants, and then you have another game against the Panthers. So you should. I mean, no one should be losing to the Panthers. <laughs> you cannot bake in a loss to the Panthers at home. <laughs> you can't do that. You, you got to worry at that point is Andy Dalton in because that I'd worry more about him than Bryce Young. I agree. Um, but yeah, so that's so that's the so in order to get to 10 wins, you would need to beat the Colts, the Bears, the Vikings, one of the games against the Falcons, the Panthers, the Giants, the Bucks on the road, and that's it. That's your seven wins. And that would include losses, one to the Falcons, one of the Rams, one of the Lions. So like you can get there. It's still a path. It's a daunting path, but like that's what we talked about all year is the schedule is not, is not domineering. It's not daunting. Like you should be able to win on some of these games and you should be able to get on a run and get on a roll and play better. And, you know, maybe that's because they become the chip Kelly, Oregon offense where they just go tempo all the time. And I don't know, but I, that's, it's the frustrating thing about the NFC South is almost like you almost wish that there was a seven and two team. So you wouldn't constantly be looking. It was like, well, if only they can win their next five games, they'll be there. And it's like, damn it. <laughs> There's still hope. Thanks to the NFC South being the NFC South. Well, and, and that's the annoying thing in terms of, if you're one of these people that wishes that this team would make some more drastic decisions, <laughs> that's what prevents you from doing that. Cause you, you can't do that when you are in contention, you can't bail on that on a season where you win two games in a row and you're the favorite. And that's frustrating, but that's the reality. And you still have two games left against the current division leader. Yeah. And and the Falcons are not exactly blowing anyone out of the water. No, it's a lot of no good, terrible football we're in for. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is we just sent, we just set up this whole schedule and we talked about the opponents that are coming up. But at the end of the day, to me, it's the saints versus themselves. Like, I don't even care who's the opponent. I don't care who their quarterback is. If this team can't figure its own shit out, they're going to lose. Um, so you, you, you can't field goal a team to death? Well, the sad thing is you probably can in today's NFL. But if we make geez. them. Yeah, right. You'd need the field goals to go in <laughs> for that to happen. But you know, that's all I got. Anything else you want to you hit before we go? No, man. I'm just uh, you know starting to think about Christmas gifts already. And I'm I'm hoping for a better offensive output just in general from this team. I can't I can't go into the uh, another year of depressing no foot no playoff football. We got to get to the postseason at least. Um, yeah, I'll, playoffs, playoffs, double digits, man. I'm the ten win train. Uh, playoffs. playoffs, playoffs. I'm just trying to win a game. Playoffs. We're just trying to win a game. He was yeah. in the press box. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like he's there a good bit. He does the post game for the Fox for the for the Fox. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't sure if he uh, if Jim Moore was at every uh, home game or not. But That's yeah, he was question. definitely there for this one. 
my gym, my, my tracker that I put on him a few years ago stopped working. So I don't know why I lose. I don't know what his whereabouts at, at most times. Anyway, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Thanks for commiserating with us. Hopefully things, you know, turn around. It sure would be nice. It seems like so long ago that I, that I was able to have fun in the second half of a Saints season. Because um, it has been. Because I don't even count COVID because nothing about that season was fun. We can't even, we're not even happy about back to back 300 yard passing games. And that should be interesting. And it's like, meh. Right. If you had told me in like week two, be like, what if, what if in week six and seven, Derek Carr has 600 something yards passing? You think you're going to be mad about it? And I'd be like, no. Why? No. Why, why would How I? How could that have possibly gone badly? And then, right. Like, it did. So, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, so we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll record on Wednesday, post an episode on Thursday, kind of previewing or looking at the the injury report and that comes out and kind of getting ready for what to expect in week eight. And on Friday, we'll have a preview with someone from the Colts universe. Not sure who it is yet, but we'll find someone, get a good preview at you. So as always, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noak. Let us know what you think on Apple Podcasts, whatever. Review, rate, subscribe. Follow Steve at Steve Geller, WWL. Check out WWL.com for all the latest news, notes, analysis, all that good stuff. I've gotten really good at saying WWL real fast. Have you noticed? WW. WWL. WWW. dub in the tub on WWL. The trick is to just say WW. It's not... W-W-L. It's W-W-L. Like if you spelled it, it'd be like D-U-B-A-D-U-B-A-E-L-L-L. W-W-L. W-W-L. Yeah. But that just takes too long. I, you're always rushing against the clock, and you're like, I have three seconds out of my face so fast. W-W-L. W-W-L. Okay, anyway. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Inside Black and Gold. Who dat? Let's go. go. Thanks. Yeah. Peace, y'all. Be easy. <laughs>